0: Good evening and welcome to KLE. This is uh, the podcast for Kingdom Leadership Equipping. It's all about Kingdom Leadership and establishing a new mindset. Welcome to KLE, where a new generation of leaders are equipped in Kingdom Principles for Living and Leading. So, who's the leader? You are. (laughs) Simply because you're listening, because you want to move ahead, um, in the, your journey with God, makes you the leader. And uh, God has called you and set it in your DNA to be a leader. Something that's really been playing on my heart uh, and mind uh, for a few days now has been what is the kingdom currency? Let's talk about kingdom currency tonight. What is the currency of the kingdom? Well, it's interesting Um I just wanted to go to a scripture here. In uh, if a very uh, dear scripture to my heart is Mark eleven twenty three, and uh, twenty two and twenty three actually. Let me just get it up here. I wasn't going to use this one, but this one is definitely. Um, oh gosh, and the fingers don't want to work. All right, here we go. So in the Amplified Version, Mark 11, 22 and 23 says, Jesus replied, have faith in God. So what had actually happened was Jesus and the disciples were walking down to Jerusalem and they passed by this fig tree and uh, it had leaves on. And so Jesus goes to the fig tree to see if he can get some figs. But at the time for figs was not yet. But yet when a fig tree has leaves, it should have figs. So it says that Jesus cursed the fig tree by saying, you will not bear fruit from this day forward. And so they go then to Jerusalem, and he has to deal with the temple situation. They come back, and as they're passing by the tree, uh, now the disciples heard Jesus speak to the tree. And when they're coming back, they are... Um, they observe that the tree now is dead, withered up and dead. So they say to Jesus, hey, Jesus, check the tree, man. It's, It's dead, just like you said. And then verse 22, it's Jesus replied and said, have faith in God. And the Amplified says constantly. I love that. And then verse 23 says, I assure you and most solemnly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, so he's now saying, not just the tree, but if you speak to this mountain that they were standing on, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart in God's unlimited power, but believes that what he says is going to take place, it will be done for him in accordance with God's will. So first he says, you've got to have faith in God. And then he says, I assure you. That whoever says to the mountain and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to take place, what he says is going to take place, what he says is going to take place, it will be done for him in accordance with God's will. Now, you know, I heard this scripture many, many years ago. We're going like, like 39 maybe more, um, yeah, maybe more, it might must be, yeah, maybe about 39 years ago. 39 years ago, I first heard the scripture, and it revolutionized my life. I didn't grasp it all, I think, the older I got, and the more I stood on the scripture, the more it has meant to me, and the deeper it's got into my heart. But what I began to realize is, Jesus gave the currency of the kingdom. You understand, when Jesus came, he was um, establishing the kingdom. He came to int- introduce man and the earth back to the kingdom, the world back to the kingdom of God. And so he came, the Bible says, preaching the kingdom. And he said that this message, this gospel shall be preached in all the earth, the gospel of the kingdom. And so um, it's interesting in two things here. One is Jesus is is demonstrating faith in God. But what he was also showing is, is that whereas the religious order or the system of the day could not bear fruit, even though they had all the showings. They were not bearing fruit. But he said, when you have faith in God, faith, not your religion, not your works, but faith in God is what bears fruit. And you will be able to have dominion again. You'll be able to have authority again. You'll be able to deal with things again and take, uh, take authority to have dominion in the earth. Because you have faith in God. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. Works is the currency of religion. Programs. Trying to appease and please and get God's approval. Faith in God says, I have it. I'm walking in it. And I apply it. Kingdom currency is faith. Everything starts with faith. Everything. You know, every idea, every promise that you see in the Bible, every victory, every uh, opportunity, every step of progression, of maturity, every moment of of, uh, divine encounters, of... (laughs) um, Interventions of God. Everything is by faith. Because that's the currency of the kingdom. You cannot start anywhere but by faith. People want to start in all sorts of areas but not by faith. You know, Michelle and I, we everything we had, we everything we have is by faith. I can tell you story after story of how God intervened in our life. We didn't get it all right. But every decision, every choice we made, we did it by faith. We took chances. we to, Not chances. We took risks. We made sacrifices because we did it by faith. And oftentimes it didn't make sense, but we did it by faith. And God always came through for us. Day, many days, many, many days, we would stand in faith, not telling anybody. We were hurting or we were believing God because, you know, there was lack or we needed deliverance or we needed healing or or we needed provision. You know, we just stood by faith. We didn't talk about it. We just stood by faith. And we stood on that scripture. That scripture became a reality to us. And I'll tell you a little later um, how much it became a reality to us. So, you know, Michelle and I—we didn't have much going for us <laughs> when we got married. Man, we 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 believed God for—we didn't even have a place to stay. We we believed God for a place to stay, and and God gave us favor in a block of flats, uh, apartments, and uh, we we got in there when there was this waiting list. The the, the the caretaker got us in and we and so we could move in when we got married. When we moved into the house the, the apartment we had nothing. We had just a couple of gifts that we were given by friends at our at our wedding and that was just like a few glasses. I bought I bought Michelle a cutlery set for for um our engagement and uh, so we had we had a few yeah you know, a few glasses like I say and we had a few plates and but that was it, and and we had no furniture. We we had boxes, and we had no bed. We had no fridge. <laughs> but we believed God that we God had purpose for our lives, you know. So what we did was, we we were believing God. The night we move into the flat, into the um you know, the apartment, a friend calls us from church, and he says, "Hey, I don't know. I've got two king size beds and." I don't need the other one. I was just wondering if you guys wanted a king-size bed. What he didn't know is we had no bed. <laughs> and so he we said absolutely. He said, "Can I bring it around?" He said, "Absolutely." He brought it around and we were so excited. We didn't just get a bed, we got a king-size bed, man. This was awesome. And so we had no linen. We had to we had to buy linen, but we were so excited. We got we got a bed, you know, with a headboard too. Isn't that awesome? And then, so we're sitting in the flat and we're saying, God, what do we do? You know, we've got no fridge. And I said, we've got no, we, we wanted a television. We got no television. We got no fridge. We didn't know what to do. So we prayed. Next thing, I promise you it wasn't, it wasn't an hour later. An envelope gets slipped under the door. Now, there, nobody delivers post to your door in the, these apartments. You had to pick it up at the box. But the envelope came under the door. And so we open up the envelope, and there is a a tax return check for us, a credit from the tax man. And it was enough for us to buy a little lounge suite, a little television, and a fridge, (laughs) and some linen. So we were so excited. We were seeing God um, honoring our faith, our currency that we put in Him. Isn't that awesome? Now, you know, there were so many days like that, but we, we had nothing going. We didn't come from rich families. We didn't have education. Everything we had, and that's what, you know, people often think, you know, is that you've got everything and I've got nothing. Hey, we, we, had, you know, we didn't grow up rich, and, and when we got married, we, we, we had nothing to go on except Mark 11, verse 22 and 23, except faith in God. And we applied it in everything. I cannot tell you about the days that we've seen miracles. Where, where, you know, we come home, we open the front door, and money is blowing all over the house. 10000 was put under our door. Now, that was rands, but, you know, it could have been dollars. <laughs> it, it could have been, you know, listen, 10000 in any formal fashion was a lot of money to us. And it came, you know. God has delivered us. We've seen healings. Um, We've we've seen, you know, lumps miraculously disappear. Uh, We've seen all sorts of amazing things because we trusted God. You've got to start with trust in God. You cannot do it any other way. In Hebrews chapter ten, in the Amplified verse thirty-five, it's the Bible says this. Do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence, for it has a glorious and great reward. A glorious and great reward. That fearless confidence that you have in God, see, it has a glorious and great reward. For you have need of patient endurance to bear up under difficult circumstances without compromising. Without compromising. So that when you have carried out the will of God, you may receive and enjoy to the full what is promised. Then in verse 37, he says. Okay, so let's back up a little bit to verse 36. He says, for you've need of patient endurance. In other words, you've got to be constant. You've got to be, have constancy in you. You've got to have that resilient persistence, constant to stand to bear up under difficult circumstances without compromise, I am amazed. Over the years, I've seen how people quickly give up. You know, it's easy when everything is going well. It's easy when when you know everything is is great. You know, you've got money, your bank account is okay, you've got a car, you've everything is okay. But but when there's no food in the house. <laughs> when, when there's no groceries and you've got to feed the children when you've got to pay the rent, when, 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 um, when a lump appears you know in your body, what do you do at that point in time? You know that's where difficult circumstances come and that's where you cannot compromise. I see too many people compromise because they didn't get a television. you know you, you, We can't be in that place. We've got to trust God for everything. So that when you and then he goes on to say so that when you have carried out the will of God that is the currency is by faith you carry out the will of God you may receive and enjoy the to the full what is promised when you put your your fearless confidence by faith in what God has promised and you carry out the will of God God's will is his word, and his word is his will. If you want to know the will of God, you've got to go to the word of God. And that's what you've got to stand on and stand by. And he says, then you will receive and enjoy to the full. Not to a little measure, but to the full, what is promised. There's a full measure on every promise that God gives. But the currency is not your works. Your currency is not how you know how much effort you put into it. Your currency is not how long you fast for it. Your currency is faith in God. It's to trust God. When, when that rich young ruler came to God, he had everything. But Jesus caught him in the one thing. He said, What must I do to inherit eternal life? He was still in the religious mindset of what can I do? And Jesus says, Give away everything that you've got and come and follow me. Was, was it the, the giving away everything and following him? No. You say, how do you know that? Well, because <laughs> it's, it's quite easy. Is a little further down. The deci- Peter says, well, we've given away everything. Where does that leave us? And he said, this is impossible with man. But it's possible with God. He said, because he, you've, you've got to trust in God. You've got to trust in God. It's harder for a, a, It's easier for um, a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Because it's by faith. It's not by your works. It's not what you can do. And that's what the lesson Jesus was trying to teach there. Verse 37, he says, for yet in a very little while, he who's coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one, the one who is justified by faith, shall live by faith. Respecting man's relationship to God and trusting him. So, you know, is we know Jesus is returning. But he's going, we know he's returning. But my righteous one, the one who is justified by faith, shall live by faith. You're not going to live by hoping Jesus comes back. You're going to live by Faith every day on the earth, what you're doing, taking dominion, having authority, ruling and conquering and having victory right where you are right now. Not one day in the sweet by and by in heaven. We've got this mentality of escape. Jesus didn't want us to escape. He wanted us to have dominion here. And he says, and if if, if he draws back, shrinking in fear, my soul has no delight in him. You see, because when we go back to fear, we go back to anxiety. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, be anxious for nothing, saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? He said, because the, the heathen seek these things. He said, but you seek first the kingdom of God, because your father knows what you need, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When you walk in the currency of the kingdom of God, in the promises of God, you are you are um, establishing a supernatural connection to the supernatural realm for supernatural provision. Now that doesn't mean money's going to fall out the sky. That doesn't mean uh, you know you, you've got to put you've got to uh, uh, um, act on your faith. You know you've got to you've got to uh, uh, put action to your faith. And so there's some things you've got to do, and we talk about that all the time. You know, there's some principles that you've got to you've got to put into action in your life. But that doesn't mean you're working for it. That means you're acting on what you believe, because Jesus said, "Have faith in God." But He could have said, "Have faith in God, and that's it. We we want to leave it there." But He said, "Have faith in God, whosoever shall say unto." And so you know, we've we cannot shrink back in in fear and anxiety. Because that's when when God has withdraws from the situation. He's, if you read the gospels, you see Jesus always encouraged their faith. At one point in Luke 825, you know, the disciples couldn't cast the devil out of the man's son and, and uh, uh no no I, in Luke 825, they they on the on the uh, boat on the storm. Sorry, I just got one little scripture in front of me and <laughs> my notes. And um, so they on, in the storm and and what happened was um Uh, The storm was getting so bad, they were sinking. Jesus was sleeping. they, They go and wake him up and said, and so, you know, what? don't you care that we are perishing? And Jesus calms the storm and he says to them, where is your faith? He asked his disciples. And in fear and amazement, they asked one another, who is this? He commands even the winds and the water and they obey him. You see, Jesus was operating in kingdom authority. Jesus was operating in the kingdom currency of faith. And they didn't get it. They, they looked at him and they go, whoa, what kind of man is this? Well, the kind of man that they should have been because Jesus was saying, where is your faith? You've got the faith to do this. You kingdom, you kingdom sons, you should be applying your faith in this. And they weren't doing it. Matthew 17, 20. They couldn't cast the devil out of the man's son, and, and so the de- disciples came in verse 19 to Jesus and, and in private and said, why couldn't we drive that demon out? And he said, because you have so little faith. The, the Greek word there is so little, so undeveloped faith. You haven't developed your faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, again, he says, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. So it's twice that he's giving them not just what it is, but how to to use it, how to apply it. And that's the action that you've got to take. And he says, nothing will be impossible to you. We, we are short selling ourselves because of our religious mindsets. We're selling ourselves short of what is possible as kingdom sons and daughters, as kingdom citizens. Another translation says because your lack you lack your lack of firmly relying trust. The message Bible says, because you you're not yet taking God seriously. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you begin to take God seriously, you begin to understand these things. And we need to begin to take God seriously. We need to take God seriously at his word. Now, last, I just wanted to share this, is that. Last year, um, June, two days after Father's Day, my youngest son, um, I've yes, comes to my room in tremendous pain. It's quite late at night. We rush him to to, uh, urgent care at the hospital. Uh, They race him up to um, ER. They do a scan. The doctor sits down in the room and gives us the worst news any father can ever have or any person can hear is that he has a tumor. So I said, well, is it a small one, a big one? He said, the size of a frying pan, big. My heart just died inside of me. I fell apart at that point in time and I could see my son was just absolutely shocked. But immediately I went to him. I took him in my arms. We were both crying. And I said, we stand today upon the word of God. Jesus took your infirmities and carried away your diseases and by his stripes, You were healed 2,000 years ago. I said it with absolute emphasis, every word. And then I said, and Jesus said, have faith in God. Whosoever shall say to a tumor, be withered up and die. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass. He will have whatever he says. And we agreed right there in faith. That that foul tumor was cursed to its root and it would not bear fruit on his body. In Jesus' name. Every day from that point onwards. Romans 10.17 says so. Then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Every moment from that point onwards. Every day, we would talk the word to, Je- to, uh, to my son, Jesse. He would write down the scriptures. And he was going through chemo for nine weeks. And he was sick. And it was very harsh. Very harsh chemo. And every day, he, but it doesn't matter how sick he was. doesn't matter how um, uh, depressed he felt. He would go through the scriptures every day, every day. And I just encouraged him. Every day he walked past me, I said, That thing is cursed in Jesus' name of all, not thrown in your body. We would be crying, we'd be saying it. We felt like we were dying, but we would be saying it. We went through the whole episode until surgery, we were saying it and saying what the word of God says. We asked people to agree with us. We, not, we didn't try and get more people to pray. We wanted to get people to agree with us in faith and stand upon the word of God with us. Jesus said, if two of you agree as touching anything on the earth, that they shall ask of my father, it shall be done for them. We want agreement. You don't convince God because you get more more people praying. You, You connect into the supernatural power of God where nothing is impossible to you. Because you agree in faith. That's what it takes. And so we agree together. And we got people, friends to agree with us. And every day we looked at the word. And every day we spoke to it. And every day we would not. And some days I wasn't doing well. I, when Some days the prognosis of the doctor. I would, I would be struggling. And my son would say. It's not the report of the word of God. Therefore. We don't receive what the doctor says until it lines up with the word. We don't receive it. And he made a firm stand going into surgery. I think he was stronger than I was. I was really struggling. My head was, was screaming. But my heart was confident. <laughs> I cannot tell you the battle that you have. And some of you might know it. But I'm telling you now, you've got to stand in faith. The thing about it is, if you want to turn your life around, you've got to stand in faith. You've got to walk by faith. And I don't hear, see people talking about that enough. They don't encourage one another enough. We don't hear enough teaching. It's, this is not about get, get, get. This is about su- surviving, su- living successful. I want to read another scripture to you. It's in um, um, one John chapter five, and verse. I think it's four or five. It says, "This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith." And so, I want to. Anything if you're in a situation where you need to turn your life around. In any situation, if if you're down and out, I'm telling you, you need to get to the place that you trust God. Don't do this half-baked, half attempt. You know, sit on the on the couch watching soap operas and saying I'm trusting God. You know that doesn't work. Michelle and I, let me tell you something. We would turn on, you, you know, for for the last year because um, our son got the clean bill of health, totally healed um, at the end of. Uh, October just totally totally healed free nothing there it was a miracle and the fact is is that that thing they took they had to do surgery they had to remove it with surgery but it came out they didn't have to cut into anything they didn't have to remove anything they didn't have to uh, dig into any tissue uh, the pro- I mean the prognosis was like he was gonna lose um, organs and they had to have restructure and everything God did a miracle that nothing had to change except in taking that big tumor out that big growth out and got clean bill of health and it seems like years were in preparation for that one moment when we needed a miracle one moment when our faith would be you know the times that we believed God for for stupid little things but that it counted it was the currency that grew in, and in our in our supernatural account, for that moment that we needed it, and I want to encourage you today: so if you need to turn your life around, the currency is faith and trust in God. Don't leave it. Don't sit there and you know, and then say, "Well, God didn't answer my prayer." If you're not spending time, Michelle and I would every morning, every night, every morning, every night, we still do. Sometimes we turn on scripture and messages and it it preaches to us all night. We sleep, we wake, we sleep, we're listening all the time, but all the time we're hearing the word of God. So that's what I want to encourage you in tonight is be strong in your faith. This is Sean and uh, saying thank you for being with me. Thank you for listening. Be encouraged and be strong in Jesus name.